At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my incredible boyfriend. Hey, Batty B, how's it going? Not bad, how are you? Good, thanks for having me on your wonderful show. Oh, you know, you know, I do what I can for the world. Yeah, you're really just helping me uh, get up my street cred, my podcast cred, just kind of... I figured you needed it, so yeah. here I am, I <laughs> yeah. aim to please. Ever helpful, ever so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys uh, want to get in touch with us, feel free to email us at pillowtalkwithmarkandb at gmail.com. We can also be reached on Instagram or Facebook at pillowtalkwithmarkandb. Yeah, yeah. We also have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, don't forget to send us a dollar. And here's the challenge. If you actually listen to the whole episode and you make it all the way through the end, I think you really do owe us a dollar. Yeah, that's an interesting episode. Yeah, it should be cool, actually. Like, I don't know about all the other shit that I've said, but this shit I know (laughs) about. Yeah, everything else we just make up as we go (laughs) along. (laughs) This stuff I get paid to do, in fact. Uh, yeah, a little teaser on this episode. Uh, it's called Recruiting. And uh, we're basically going to be talking about your job as a recruiter and kind of how you do it. What what kind of things you can actually take out of recruiting and apply to your real life. Kind of like how to deal with people, essentially. That's all your job is. Honestly, yeah. I'm going to give you guys kind of a back-end view of what I deal with as far as the inside hiring of a job. But what you guys should expect while going through the process of applying for new jobs, interviewing... And yeah, like your your boundaries and kind of what you should be expecting from people who are getting paid to do this. Yeah, yeah. We might share a couple uh, work interview stories. <laughs> oh my god, I've yeah. got so many. <laughs> Maybe we'll even share some stories where we fucking quit companies we didn't like. I would like to build out a resume for you eventually. Oh, we might even do we that. work that out yeah. in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, my resume would be silly. It would be amazing. Uh. <laughs> you could hit every single industry, I think. Ah, okay. You cook and clean now. Oh! chef in hospitality. And oh! <laughs> uh, before we get started... We are going to give you guys some weekly updates. Yeah, we don't always give weekly updates, but uh, we thought this time we would because it's been a fun little life we've built here. So when we were in Canada, if like typically you'd want to like get out of the city for a weekend kind of thing. We lived in Calgary, so the closest thing was Banff. And that was in the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. So beautiful to go. All I can picture is snow right now. And that really <laughs> yeah. yeah, you said beautiful. I'm like shaking my head. Like. Um, yeah. Uh, mountains with uh, snow on them are pretty cool, but have you ever seen mountains with fucking rainforest on them? Yeah. Now we're talking business. Yeah, I think it's 
definitely more us right here. It's a different type of cool. But in Canada, if we ever wanted to go away for a weekend, we would kind of spend 200, 250 bucks in Banff, stay for a night or go on, I don't know, one time we met the wolves and we did that kind of thing. And yeah. Super cool stuff to do there. But we live in a tropical paradise. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things that I wanted to do and wanted to make sure that we do when we moved here was still do our like monthly night out kind of thing where we stay somewhere for a night and I don't know just see the scenery and all that kind of stuff yeah here again it's so much cheaper so like and easier too it feels like 100% Airbnb yeah that's that's it like it just feels like you can just pick up an Airbnb for 25 bucks if you want and throw your bag there and go explore yeah so I posted some stuff on Instagram earlier this week about like we went to this over the water bungalow situation and we stayed there for a night it had starfish on the dock we went snorkeling yeah snorkel that that ignited something in me i think um so excited yeah like i haven't snorkeled since i was like a little kid and i fucking hated it i didn't quite get it i guess and i swallowed too much water once or twice and it was just awful yeah and salt water is not good (laughs) yeah uh but yeah no it was sweet like uh you're basically weightless like we swam around snorkeling for like an hour probably and i wasn't even tired at the end of it that's the thing too like in canada you don't do that it's all like glacier fed lakes yeah it's fucking cold and miserable even in the middle of summer like yeah yeah here here it was crazy yeah you just swim around for an hour and a half and i mean you're more worried about a sunburn than anything yeah and like you you can't tell the temperature of the water it's just is it's so nice i can't believe it it's a new passion of mine and uh Brings us into our next exciting thing. Uh, we actually bought a house down here. Oh my um, god! But not just a house, a fucking acreage. Yeah, so it's got two acres. Um, it's got two additional houses, and like next to the one, the main house for which we would be in. But setting up an Airbnb, so we're bringing up business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, that was kind of my goal when moving down here. I'm like, yeah, I think I want to kind of be like an Airbnb guy, mm-hmm. and it's happening. Like the place is set up for this already. Apparently, the people we bought it off of already were using it as Airbnb, and they're gonna give us their profile and shit. And yeah, like, so the whole business can kind of just like carry over. Yeah. Um. So it's on this island with like 700 people. I did look it up. I don't know if anybody heard the last episode, but we had no idea. But 36 kilometers. Oh. Um. But we have. Like a peninsula on it, so three of the the sides of it are yeah, covered yeah, yeah. by water. It's like surrounded yeah. by water. Yeah, the property is almost shaped like a triangle, just not as pointy. Yeah. Um. And so we've got literally like on the front porch of this property, it's the Caribbean Ocean. It's the craziest like, thing. There's no land on the front porch. It goes from the porch to the ocean. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't even believe it. Like it's beautiful. It's a crazy spot, and it's just it's. It's ours now. We fucking bought a place. <laughs> we're not buying a car. We're buying a boat. Yeah, that's another cool thing. So this place is like on an island, like yeah. legitimately on an island. There are no roads. I doubt anyone on this island has a car yeah. because there's no roads. Yeah. But yeah, like everyone transports around here by boats because it's in this like little archipelago. archipelago. Yeah. I can't believe I can say that I live in an archipelago. Yeah, yeah. With like, a, I don't know. I think there's maybe like 10 main islands. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe even not even. I think lower than that. Yeah, maybe six. Yeah, something like that. And then but. little tiny islands where people like just live and like yeah. the indigenous have a whole bunch of houses there and there's like three main um, indigenous populations on our 700 person island and like it's crazy but you can't really like if I was going to go to visit another person on the island I wouldn't walk on the island you would go around to a boat yeah you, there you just are no roads yeah like the, the ocean is your road now and it's super cool no more traffic babe 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no more traffic. Finally, 32 years later, you yeah. get to avoid a car. Yeah, I, I can't believe it though. Like, uh, like I was saying, like snorkeling is like this new thing I really want to get into in this place. Like, you're you're on the Caribbean Ocean and you can snorkel and there's bays beside it. It's going to be the craziest thing. Yeah, part of the thing with us being here before we got residency, we're in the process of getting all that. But we can only stay here for 180 days at a time before having to leave the country and then come back. Yeah. Part or like the next time that we need to leave by is August 18th. So I want to work it out where if we don't get scuba stuff before then, which I think might be difficult. <laughs> if we don't, then we're going to make a trip to go and get scuba, like certified scuba stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We can just kind of have everything at the house if we need it and then just... Again, we have a fucking boat. Yeah. So we're just going to go to a random yep. island. Yeah. And go snorkel around it. Go scuba around I it. Like the ocean. I never thought this would be my life. I didn't either. I didn't think we'd make it here so soon. So soon. Yeah. Three months if ever. ago. I like. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like uh, we've been out in Panama for like two and two months. Basically. Two months now. Yeah. Just over two months. And uh, I've, I've been loving it. I'm ready to start my new island boy lifestyle. Yeah. So. We, we have plans on what we want to do to the property. Like we want to do chickens and all that kind of cool shit. Somebody, vegetables. Somebody had asked about our pillow talk. Yeah. And what that looked like. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. last night, we had, like, finalized everything. We move in, or the possession date is set. The target date is June 1st. So we were, like, in Canada, I had this huge piece of paper that, like, they used to use in school. <laughs> and um, we would just draw. We would draw out our plans for, like, the backyard, the catio, like, all of the things that we did in Canada. We Just draw for fun, even. <laughs> yeah. And so last night, we were, I was, and this is, this is our pillow talk. I lay in bed, and Mark, I, like, spit off ideas, and Mark paces around the end of the bed, <laughs> outside of the room to see an animal, and then comes back. And, like, we just have this, like, I don't even know... 45 minute to yeah. hour conversation about just like plots and schemes. Yeah. And, oh. Our pillow talk is right though. It's definitely you lying in bed and me walking around <laughs> ranting and raving. Yeah. It's and fun. then I come back in and like, look what I found. <laughs> it's like some different animal you've never seen before. Yeah. That's our pillow talk. We yeah. Just rehash the day, talk about stresses. But last night was all house plans and I'm fucking yeah. stoked. Yeah. Can't wait. But yeah, so this is like a serious thing. Like, uh, we are starting an Airbnb. So if you're listening, you want to come for a Panamanian vacation, you know, you can come, come chill with us. We'll show you around. We'll let you stay there for a reasonable price, yeah. you know, all that kind of shit. 100%. If you're a lore whore, you get a discount. Oh, if you're a lore whore, if you're a pillow talkian. Oh, I don't know. Pillow talker? No. <laughs> Whatever, say that you listen to whichever show and we'll give you some sort of discount. Yeah. Um, let's get into the episode, babe. Yeah. So I've been on, I think I would say that like ever since we reconnected to 2020, I've been pretty invested in your career. Yeah, um, I've heard you say a couple times you're only dating me for my money and my fame, <laughs> which I laugh at because I have neither. <laughs> Um, you pay, made a poor call on that, but yeah, actually, when we had reconnected, I and like it was around the time that Mark was working towards Spotify. Yeah, I had just got like a Spotify offer, so that was pretty neat. Yeah, so like number one cheer team, and I was so <laughs> stoked for it. But I said that like eventually I was going to be his personal assistant. Yeah, yeah, you joked about that. <laughs> and then even when we like when he was like, "Well, we should date," I was like, "Well, how am I going to be your personal assistant then?" Like. That no, you have a big <laughs> career ahead of you, and I need to be a part of that. Yeah, I'd like, have no big career. <laughs> no, no, I don't want none of that. 
and said we're an island family now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more my style. <laughs> but I did manage to get you as my personal assistant, which is sweet. Yeah. And the best part is I only really pay you in sex and uh, dinner. Yeah, so, lots of food. Yeah. Which is what I love. Yeah, it's pretty easy That's to satisfy women. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some treats. Keep them then. happy and keep them. <laughs> um, but I love your career and I think it's important for people to talk about careers and be not not necessarily invested but like know about it so I've been on some yeah especially when it comes to like big uh big picture things like yeah you don't care about my episodes that I'm planning yeah. but like you're when I come to you with like good ideas like oh that's cool like if I come to you with more big picture stuff like you got to be aware of uh your partner's goals even career-wise yeah. for the next five years 100%. and like you know you can't be aware of their goals and how you want them to accomplish things if you don't even know what they fucking do 100 percent. and then my my career essentially is kind of paying for you know all of the fun stuff that we're about to do in the next month and a half so like exciting stuff and it matters like i need to make sure that i'm successful i need to make sure that i'm still you know rolling in an income all of that kind of stuff yeah so I've been on a couple episodes of Lorehammer. Yeah, yeah, actually you have. Isn't that a situation? You were on one before we even dated, yeah, so that's funny. I hated that <laughs> so much. <laughs> and then I've been on a listener lore episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about my career. Yeah, yeah, you've joined me on mine, so now tell me all about... Like, here's how I see your work day. You go into this room... And then, you know, I hear, you close the door, I hear laughing throughout the day, I can hear typing, but I don't know what the fuck you're doing in there all day. I'm so happy you don't hear me swear. Usually <laughs> I'm like, fuck. What the fuck? Why are people stupid? Why are you doing this? Yeah, so I'm a recruiter, which means I'm hired by a company to do all of their hiring because that's just what I'm specialized in. So I've worked for a couple, actually a number of companies. Right now I'm working for one company, it's an HVAC company. But, uh, and they also specialize in building automation and um, refrigeration trucks. I've worked for telecommunications companies, um, photo companies, like a number of companies. You really, really don't need to worry about kind of what the company does because you can hire somebody if you have no idea what they do. Yeah, yeah. That... I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have like a schooling for this or oh, any yeah. schooling I guess we should talk about that so I have like a full admin background I did go to school for a legal assistant and then I was kind of just admin front office kind of stuff I moved into the recruiting position because I was working as admin for an office for a recruitment firm and I just got bored honestly sure and so I asked them to promote me and I worked for it and it was a process for sure because they did some like character building with me and like <laughs> intense like you need to learn how to talk to people. You need to learn how to have difficult conversations and navigate some awkward com Like, I break up with people all the time. <laughs> all yeah. the time. Oh, you didn't get this job, but I still love you. <laughs> it's usually like, hey, just wanted to let you know. Oh, no, okay, this is exactly the thing I knew. I'm like, hey, thanks for calling me back. Um, I wanted to get you on the phone just to make sure that, like, we could talk about this if you needed anything. Um, but the managers decided to go in a different direction. He did really like your background. Um, he just is moving forward with somebody with more experience. Um, that being said, again, he did really like you. So if there's another job at the place that I work at, I almost said the name, the place that I work at, um, feel free to apply again. If there's another opening that comes through, I'll make sure that we're connected. Connect with me on LinkedIn. 
Um, but really, this just means it wasn't the job. Like, it wasn't the job. Don't wasn't worry the right about fit. it. Like, yeah. we've gone through your resume. We've gone through your, you know, interview tips. Like, you're gonna get the next job. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I love my job. I love, 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 love my job because. I'm legitimately helping people. Yeah. Like, when you get another job, it's not because you want to stay where you're at. Sure, sure, sure. It's because sure. you have goals and you're working towards a better future or more money or more, mm-hmm. like, a higher position. And and I feel like most recruiters kick, kick themselves in the gut, essentially, because they see recruiting as just a number. Where it's like, well, I've got a position to fill. You match the criteria. Let's move you in there. Yeah. How I do it is I focus more on the consultant and what they want. Because from a business aspect, if I push them into this role, six months later they're going to leave. Yeah, if they're not, if it's not for them. Yeah, then they can do that, which is why I need to make sure that this is actually what they want, that they're yeah. on a team that they're actually going to enjoy. Um, some of the younger teams that I recruit for, um, like this one, or this one team, so it's full of system specialists. What they do is install HVAC systems. So when you think about um, like at Disneyland, there's a whole bunch of rides and there's like dragons blowing fire. Hmm. There's a special HVAC system around that because they need to make sure that everything that the dragon's around isn't going to catch fire. Yeah. So there's a lot of like planning and again, I don't know any of this shit. Who the fuck knows? Um, But it's a bunch of younger guys kind of straight out of college, ready to start their career or whatever. So I would never stick a 40 year old guy in there if it wasn't a leader position or leadership position on the team because it's just not going to be a culture fit. Sure. So these are the things that I kind of make sure that I'm aware of. Yeah, you, you figure out what the company kind of is like, how they function. You, mm-hmm. you were interviewing for one company the other day, and uh, yeah, it's just, you know what they like. Yeah. Um, you find out what they like, you find out if it's a good fit for you or whatever, it's just... Actually, yeah, and I can talk about different interviews that I've been on because I'm very much at a point in my life, in my career, where it's like, I have my standards, and I interview companies. Yeah. And everybody listening this to this should also be interviewing the company that you are interviewing for. Yeah. Because it matters. Ask them hard questions. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, but I wanted to kind of break down what I did, what the process for the internal thing is. Because if you guys have ever gotten stuck, um, like recruiters have reached out to you and then they ignore you and they don't respond or anything like that, I can tell you all why. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this, but we're going to fucking get into it because, again, this is everybody's lives and it matters to me that everybody is kind of going after what they want. They know how to communicate what they want and they know how to communicate what they want in the interview in front of a panel of interviewers, <laughs> interviewers yeah. um, under pressure. It's just a conversation. Yeah. It's just humans living their lives. They have a job that's just eight to five and they have a life outside of that job. Like, yeah. I think that, I, especially when I was younger, we were just, it was drilled into our heads that like, you need a job for success and for life and for purpose and blah, 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 blah. But like, I feel like it's a lot, like, it's a lot more than that. You spend most of your life with the people you work with. Yeah. And you meet friends and connections and whether it's for like an, a higher paying job or a better title or anything like that, there's, you're in this new chapter of your life and it's my job to kind of transition you into that. Yeah. And so if you've got a good recruiter, you'll know it. If you don't, you'll fucking know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I use OneNote. If anybody used to use Notepad or I guess Word or even just like a paper Notepad, <laughs> um, yeah, you just switch over to OneNote. It's online. It's Microsoft. It's easy. It's actually changed my life. It makes me 
And it's so good. I love organization. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I use that for like all my daily notes, all of my like requirements, um, all of the updates and stuff like that. I meet with managers um, pretty consistently, and that's just kind of how I keep track of it. So. Um, the first step in the recruiting process is to meet with the hiring manager and the HR representative. So the HRBP, if that comes up later, that's what it means, HR rep, um, to find out about the rec. In this call, I'll basically, I'll ask them like, what does your team look like? What is the goal? Uh, right now they have this new technology. It's, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say it. I'll say it. It's called a bound. And basically it is an IoT based platform that connects all of the um, electrical devices to the HVAC systems, to the fire and security systems, all of that. Huh. So basically, this might not sound like English to anybody, I don't know. Uh, basically, everything is very digitized in this world, but all the HVAC systems that we use are not. Yeah. So we're kind of coming into a new age where they're connecting the two. And so now you can, it's like smartphones, you can look on your phone and kind of change the temperature in a building, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's the same I've, uh, I've installed some AC units, so I kind of roughly know what you're, or uh, HVAC units, so I kind of roughly know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's all like actual uh, mechanical automation and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and again, I know nothing about this. So this is my opportunity to really find out about the role because I'm not, I can't ask these questions <clears> again <throat> in three weeks because I should have asked them now. <laughs> so I need to make sure that I have everything. I'm super professional on the call. I make sure that they kind of know what the process is, what they can expect from me, what I need from them, which whether it's like consistent email responses or a weekly meeting, if I know that they're bad with email responses, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, we go through the rec, uh, we go through any requirements. So like is a bachelor's degree required or not required? Is it yeah. preferred or required? Um, vaccination status requirements and we're not going to get political about that but <laughs> that's a thing that i need to now check on um we go over what the job requirements are so like if it's a software role what are the three main technologies that they need to have experience with and for how long yeah and um are there anything else that they might be doing in the job that is not in the job description and this is like a legal point because for anybody that doesn't know, if you're doing things that are outside of your job description, <laughs> you can then get a raise yeah. because you're doing things that are outside of your job description. Yeah. So yeah. it's super important that I need to include that just for the hiring manager. And if there are stretch assignments or opportunities for advancement, I can then talk about that with the candidate. So they have some extra stuff on the side that you could possibly help out with if you were working towards that next position, blah, blah, blah. It's great learning opportunity, it's a great growth opportunity, <laughs> all these buds were, buds yeah, were. yeah, <laughs> so funny, so, um, yeah, talking, there's like a whole fucking language, it's so interesting, uh, we were actually talking about this with Mark too, because like, I don't know anything that he says, yeah, listen to the listener lore episode, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah, I guess to some degree, it's nice that you've actually installed it, because then, if I'm bitching about it, you actually, at least I'm aware of what it is, yeah, somewhat <laughs> aware, yeah, so um, after that call, oh, we get like salary expectations, start date expectations, um, what the interview process is going to look like. Absolutely everything from beginning to end is covered in that call. From there, I run a report that gives intel on the market. So we run this report and I would probably do this for a small fee for anybody that wanted to know. Oh. Oh, yeah. So this report, it I can... Um, I can do it, like I can change it up by location. So let's say in Oregon, I have some roles in Oregon. So 
I would run a report that gives all the software developers with X, Y, and Z coding abilities in Oregon. So let's say that there's, I don't know, 120 with this many years of experience on these three technologies that have also worked on containerization or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and then it all it takes those, did I say 150 people? Sure. It takes those 150 people and breaks down what companies they're at, what the average salary range is, um, what their schooling situation looks like, diversity, what that might look like, all of these things. Then I bring that to the hiring manager and I'm like, hey, this is how many people are looking for a job right now. This is how many jobs are posted on LinkedIn that have the same criteria, which is basically what they're competing with. Yeah. Um, this is the average market salary. And then I kind of go against what they're doing. So if it's like higher or lower, I let them know. Yeah. And then that's a good tool for me to use. Like you're going to have to raise the salary or don't worry about the salary. It's way higher than, you know, everybody else or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that I can use to kind of just like leverage the position and give the hiring manager a better perspective of what he's really looking for or looking at as far as market landscape. Hmm. Is this all making sense? So far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's um, kind of a cool program or whatever it's uh, that it cool. just kind of compiles like, okay, these people usually make this much in this yeah. area. It's awesome. Yeah. I love Cause it. Because you're, you're international recruiter. Yeah. Mostly recruiting from the States, I'm assuming. Yeah. But like... You know, the States is a big place with uh, yeah. a lot of different varying. I so have recruited in Ohio for this one company. I've recruited in Ohio, uh, Florida, uh, Oregon, um, Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah. And all these places. Yeah. They all have their own different little vibe and their own different little things. So. Oh yeah. Like hiring in Detroit and asking people to move there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but some people might be open to moving to Florida. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It definitely changes the whole game if like, <laughs> where I'm going to be also, um, remote and not remote. Mm. So in my world, I will never, ever, 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 ever go back to an office again. Yep. Never again. But a lot of the offices, especially people that are like pro-vaccine, are like, nope, everybody's vaccinated, we're back in the office, hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So, And then we have like software developers who are like, well, no, I'm never leaving my bedroom. Yeah, Why like, I, go to yeah I don't need like, to go to a fucking office. Exactly. Like, but then people like DevOps Been doing this for like or, two and a half years without going to office. I'm not going to an office now. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we yeah. have to deal with that. Are they going to pay? I had one kid, oh my God, I had one kid be like, hey, I know that, okay, so it was like a program that the rate was already decided for, the rate and the start date. And he signed up for this program, got the job, whatever. Then afterwards, he was like, oh, like, I don't really want that rate. I should be getting X amount. I looked it up on a place called Glassdoor. You can compare companies. You can... <laughs> My God, what Glassdoor. a plug. Glassdoor. Okay. Glassdoor, yeah. If you're ever applying for a job, look at glassdoor.com. You can basically compare companies. You can get reviews from the people who currently or have past work there. All of that kind of stuff. But you also see salary stuff. Yeah. So he had looked it up on Glassdoor and he was like, yeah, people in my position make X amount of dollars. And I was like, well, this was like already a set position. And he was like, okay, is, uh, is transport to the office included in that rate? Yeah. And I was like, well, no, like they're paying you to work, not to drive. <laughs> so no. And I think that's just a shift in like the younger generation. Hey man, I'm all for it. It's bullshit that companies Until expect- you're paying 200 people that much hey man th that's 
cost of doing business like i guess if it was like a requirement to be in the office like companies yeah if it's a requirement companies should be paying you at minimum half hour travel time a day you think yeah absolutely interesting if you're gonna require me to do something like you're gonna require me to do something you're gonna fucking pay me for it because i wouldn't be leaving my house if i wasn't required to come to the office yeah like that's true when i was working um, remote i had changed my insurance and everything so that i didn't have to yeah like it's a whole cost it's a whole thing it's like, I'm not going to front this cost so you can make fucking money off me. For culture reasons. For culture reasons. No, like, yeah, no, it, it, they, the, the younger generation, it's nice because they are pushing for some of these things where it's just like enough, enough taken advantage of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's one way to look at it for sure. Um, Fuck companies and corporations. Yeah. That's how I'll say that. Yeah. I think Lorehammer treats his, its uh, employees very nice. Very nice. Very um, nice. Are you he, a happy employee? Uh... Happy employee, no, but it's not Lorehammer's fault. You know, I just rage sometimes. It's just... <laughs> it's the Lorehammer's fault. Yeah, yeah. There's other things going on. It's not Lorehammer, though. Um, okay, so after I run that report, I then create a search string in this same program and then start searching for people. Um, then I basically send them this email and yeah. quite honestly it's like an email that's I just changed a couple words. Yeah, yeah, you have a main like thing. it's a template email. I <laughs> yeah. changed a couple words, send the same email out to hundred people and then whoever wants to apply can. Yeah. In that email I have it stated. I'm like please apply for the role if you're interested. After I have your application and your resume, I'll give you a call. Yeah. Because if you're not even gonna take those steps, yeah. Like I can't have a half hour conversation with 70 people. Yeah, you're not gonna just start cold calling these no. people to figure out 20 minutes into the conversation they're not interested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I let them apply and then I give them a call. Yeah, like I imagine nowadays with technology, your job is just like infinitely easier. Like just imagine before where you'd like, okay, you're recruiting, so you have to go to the fucking yellow pages in or Canada, something. Oh like, my God, could you imagine? Like In Canada, I did have to cold call. Yeah. And I had to get really, really, smart about it like this one time I was trying to get a hold of people but if there's any software developers you'll know that recruiters reach out all the time like spam inbox like nobody's business so I need to make these templated emails more personal stand out yeah make it seem like it's something that they want to actually emojis read, click yeah I'm very like <laughs> the way I talk is the way I email so there's like exclamation points and smiley faces and blah 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 although one guy said it was unprofessional I was like go fuck yourself go fuck yourself Stop being I feel like uh emojis need to be standardized like uh text is difficult to interpret sometimes uh, you need a little smiley face like at the end yeah yeah 100%. I agree um, <laughs> so in that call, so after they've applied, I then screen them. So this is a conversation where I'm like, I go, my line is, I just have some preliminary things to talk to you about the company and then we can go into details of the company and then we can talk about your work experience. Yeah. When I go into the details of the company, I pull up that first, um, that first sheet that I filled out when I was meeting with the hiring manager and I literally read off whatever <laughs> and it's yeah. like all perfectly worded so that it just sounds like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> and like we've got this new IoT based platform. Oh and I love IoT based platforms. <laughs> you know how convenient they can be. Exactly and <laughs> if it's a more technical role that I really haven't had a lot of experience with I'll straight up say I'm just a lowly recruiter. Yeah, that's the thing. You're a lot more technical, so I might not be able to understand all the technical aspects. However, if we get you in front of the hiring manager, he can explain all of that in more detail. Yeah. So I basically, in that call, make sure that they um, 
have the history, have the work history. Um, typically, they've worked for decent companies, and then that they're not an idiot. Honestly, <laughs> that's yeah. Like I, I bet you screen out a lot of people by just talking to them once, and I you're like, do. oh, <laughs> I do, and like, and even just like, I don't want to sound like racist or anything, but like. You know, even just talking to somebody and then they've come from another country mm-hmm. and their their English is sketchy. Like that's that's a big deal. Like yeah, especially on like critical positions. Yeah, where, where commu- like, in know, leadership roles where it's like exactly. you know you need to be able to communicate. I can't even communicate this to you. I'm especially sorry, it's just not a, a good fit. Especially because a lot of these roles are like you need to communicate technical things to non-technical people. Sure. So you absolutely need to communicate. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, and then a lot of the things, like some of the roles I'm pulling people right out of college. So I get these people on the phone and they're like, uh, uh, yeah, I've done that. Hmm. Oh, can you give me some examples? Yeah. Well, I had this one course three months ago. Like, yeah, and you can tell if they're not really fully there, if they're not, whatever. And if they're doing this on the phone, they're going to do that in an interview. Yeah. That's how I think of it. So like if you, because most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, my best friend had some interviews and she was like, yeah, a recruiter called me and we've got a first interview next week. When a recruiter and you talk, it's not an interview. Yeah. It's them screening you. Yeah. It's not an interview. But act like it's an interview because you should. Whereas some people are think I think just think that it's a recruiter, so you don't have to take it as seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, if I'm sending this person, then that's my name on the line. Yeah, exactly. And if you're gonna fuck me over, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Um so then if they are good I present them to the hiring manager. So again, that's a culture fit, a team fit, attitude, sometimes technical. Like I have to kind of know enough about the role to be able to weed out somebody who doesn't fit all of these. Yeah. Then I set up the interviews and provide interview prep. So the interviews, I we have a TAC team who's the internal team and they set up in-person interviews, especially with COVID right now. There's different restrictions in different different states and some people need certain things some people don't some people have like some of the offices have boardrooms that they would be booking out instead of offices etc yeah typically i just push for teams because then i can schedule myself and have it done i'm pretty i'm i'm very much a control freak (laughs) yeah i feel like maybe not control freak but just like uh you want things to actually get done and if you're the most competent person in the room you're going to push it to get done exactly so Um, literally as soon as people say like okay yeah set up an interview i call the candidate i call the candidate i don't just text or email because like i want this done (laughs) um i call the candidate and i'm like hey i open everybody's calendars who need to be in it They've got availability on this day, this day, this day. Can you make it? And before they're off the phone, I set up the interview. Yeah. And then it's in everybody's calendars. I tell everybody to accept the invite, and then that's it. Don't have to worry about it. After the interview, I follow up. Oh, let's talk about interview prep. Actually, no, let's get into that later. After the interview, I follow up with the candidate, and I ask how it went, get their feedback, and then sometimes the hiring managers take a long time to let me know. (laughs) So my little push is the next day, Hey, how did the interview go? I got a note from X candidate. They said the following. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I say like, have you made a decision? Do you want to move forward? Do you want to X and A them? Um, there's sometimes like first, second, and third rounds. And when I say I break up with people on the regular, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Yeah, like if you're presenting like, you know, five or six people for each role. That's breaking up with five people. Yeah. 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 It's nuts. And then sometimes... 
like I can direct them to different roles like Carrier. Sometimes they're like, no, I just wanted this one. But sure. I'm always connecting with them on LinkedIn because by this point, we're like friends. <laughs> I'm like friends with all these candidates. And so again, I can just get down with them and say like, listen, like I don't, I know that you had mentioned that you didn't want to move. So maybe this is just life saying don't move. Like yeah. it's okay Things will work out. I know this isn't the be-all, end-all. We live in a great economy right now. Oh, wow. We actually do have a lot of jobs available. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, like I feel like depending on the industry, like you're in kind of like the tech kind of... Yeah. And unfortunately, or I don't know, fortunately for some, I guess in the States there was this like mass, I don't want to, not awakening. It was like a mass exodus. So everybody was like, fuck it, I'm quitting if you're not staying remote. And then a whole bunch of people yeah. quit. Yeah, and then a bunch of people quit because they're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's jobs out there for sure. There's a ton of jobs out there. So, um, so yeah, so that's like, yeah, it's fine. So I just tell them, you know what, take it as a sign. We'll stay yeah. in touch. Come to the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the Airbnb. <laughs> so then after we find a candidate... I then have to work with the HRBP to get an offer letter stated. So how we do it, because it's a little bit more personal, the hiring manager is the one that goes and gives the verbal offer to the candidate. After that happens, I get to make I get to make the offer letter, and that includes like who the HR or who the hiring manager is, what the rate is, the start date, if there's a bonus structure, all of that is included in it. Yeah. Then I send another email with that, and then that includes their benefits and all that kind of stuff. I ask them to sign it right away, and then from then, I kick off the back check. And again, jobs are very stressful. All of this, this changing jobs thing and making sure that you've got all the back check information, all of that kind of stuff, I'm the, the sounding board for all of these candidates. I'm the one that they talk to about like, well, I haven't got my back check results or the back check results came cloudy. So now I have to go again and that's frustrating. And hmm. I haven't got my equipment sent to me and I got my equipment sent, but I haven't got a password yet. And, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Fuck. and the company doesn't just like send out an email, letting them know what to expect. Yeah. I have to do that. Oh, but then I kind of feel like my company didn't train anybody in that aspect. So it's all just kind of like, I've been learning along the way and kind of incorporating all that information as I go. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so on the sounding board for the next few weeks, making sure that everything good is good. Then on the day that they actually start or the week that they actually, I try for the day, but typically it's like the week, um, I follow up with the candidate Yeah. and I like, Hey, was the transition? Okay. How's the company? All of that kind of stuff. Um, this kind of like, okay, well we have this, like <laughs> we have this survey that goes out a couple weeks after they go on site And that's when the candidate is able to like, yeah, this was my good experience, this was my bad experience, this was my recruiter experience, blah, blah, blah. So by following up the day of, that's the last thing that they have in me or have in their head about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Additionally, and I don't think that most recruiters realize this, I want to make sure that my candidates are super, super happy with their position. If they're not, I want them to trust me enough that in six months down the road, if they're not, they're coming to me to find their next job. That's the thing. Or even five years from now, they're like, oh, what was that yeah. one recruiter I you? Oh, yeah, let's try to find her to get me another sweet exactly. job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's super important if they're not. Actually, there was a study that went out, and it said that like 75% of people start looking for their next job on day one of starting their job. Yeah, I believe it. It's not um, uncommon. I have a friend who applies for like 60 different jobs a month. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> but people are always looking for that next opportunity and that yeah. next source of income. And 
So I, and I mean, like, I, I genuinely love all the people that I get to place. Like, I have good relationships with them. I know some people are going to come to the Airbnb. <laughs> um, we've had lots of conversations about that in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, so I use OneNote for everything. It's my online notebook. Um, I also think that the reason that I can do this job so well and so, like, gracefully, I guess, just no issues, no hiccups, no whatever, is that I use my inbox as kind of like a checklist. Mm. If it's in my inbox, it's not fully dealt with. Yeah. And so after it's dealt with, I have like 150 folders that I move it into or whatever <laughs> to the applicable folder. Um, but that's the only way that it can stay on top of my stuff, make sure that nothing's getting missed. I have people working with me who have like 150 things in their inbox. Oof. Or a thousand in their inbox. I, like in my last company, somebody had never emptied his inbox and he had Ooh. been there for six years. Ooh. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, the the Lorehammer one is pretty fucking uh, actually, atrocious. I, I took your email last week and I started adding folders because uh. we were doing lawyer stuff and I was like, <laughs> I cannot handle this inbox. So yeah, I started changing that up. Um, but yeah, like very organized, very everything because throughout that whole process that I just mentioned, which can take anywhere from a month to three months, maybe two or three months, I have regularly or regular meetings with all of my all of my hiring managers. So I have about twenty five different requisitions that I'm working on right now. Twenty five different roles. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and then each role has, you know, ten different people. Yeah, ten different candidates or whatever the case might be. Um so I have to stay organized, like it's a big deal. So, uh, and most of my hiring managers have like one rec, some have two or three under them, but it's basically like 20 different hiring managers that I meet with. And that's on a weekly basis. So in 40 <laughs> hours, I have 20 half hour meetings, plus I'm doing calls with 50 different candidates Yikes. Um, to do this screening call. If it's like a really complicated rec, then those calls can take 45 minutes if I'm making sure. Because I need to yeah. sell this candidate to the hiring manager. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. So I actually need to know exactly what they've done in the last few years, like all of that kind of stuff. We also have a ton of paperwork in the back end because we have metrics to follow, sort of. So I have like goals every month. Like I need to hire at least six people or fill at least six positions or whatever that might yeah. be. Um, and... Yeah, I sometimes I'm so busy that I have people working under me, which is why that original hiring manager meeting needs to be super explicit and mm. every detail. So if you pass it on, they know exactly, exactly what you know. Everybody can just jump on my roles at any point and kind of work to make it. Yeah, I would say like two two things that help you in this are definitely like organization and also. Um, ooh, I just lost the other one. Are you gonna say people skills. Organization and people skills. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. It's um, hard to say. One of the things that I feel like some people that I've worked with struggle with is they don't go into the hiring manager meetings really being that confident. Because, and they like, realistically, we're not technical. I don't know what this abound solution looks like from yeah. the inside. Like, yeah, I, I could take you concept. to a building and let's see if you can find an, an HVAC unit. Let's see if you can. Well, I'm pretty sure it's on the ceiling, right? <gasps> Is it? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually gone on a tour and seen any of these plants or anything like that. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. So when I 
if I've got enough, if I've got a good enough relationship or if the hiring manager is a little bit more chill, I can just ask them. Be like, I'm not very technical. Can you just explain this to me one more time just to make sure that I'm getting this right when I yeah. explain it to a candidate? Or I don't know. So, or I'll ask the candidate and be like, what is that? That's amazing. That's cool. Can you explain, expand more on that and all that kind of stuff? But at the end of the day, all of these, like, it's just humans. Yeah. It's just humans going to work and making something work and... I don't want you to hate your job. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to be miserable when you go home and be tired and like, I hate that. I hate when people, their life sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just hate that. Oh. So if I can help in any way, I definitely, definitely want to. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to like break it down for you guys because I know that everybody, like nobody likes interviewing. Nobody likes kind of waiting for the answer and like, yeah. you know, there's a whole bunch of like kind of question marks and unsettling feelings surrounding kind of new jobs and the yeah. whole process. So I'm going to give you guys some tips and tricks for the interviewing process. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, in case I ever decide to apply for a job again, I will know how. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with resumes and cover letters. First of all, I have not read a cover letter in probably three years. <laughs> so don't waste your time. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Like, I've heard that so many times from, like, multiple people. It's like, so funny. I would say if you're writing a cover letter, make the cover letter the initial email, not an attachment. Oh, that makes sense. Like, that's what really, like, an introduction should be. Don't just, like, hey, see attached. And yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I only look at the resume if that's the case. Like, yeah. I really only, I should probably look into it, but I don't. <laughs> it's a waste of your time. The hiring managers never even see it because I don't send it. Don't do it. Um, also, do not have a seven-page resume. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't need a whole essay thing. You need a few bullet points. You need, and anybody can make a resume. Like, earlier, fuck, earlier I brought up something I don't know, let's use a different example. So, like, some people are like, well, I've got no qualifications. I've been working at, I don't know, a warehouse, or I've been selling weed at the counter. Or, <laughs> like, how do I get a real office professional job? Yeah. Let's use the counter, the weed weed store. Yeah. Well, you lie about who you are and say that you've gone to school for four years and you're actually, uh... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Nobody, I have never, <laughs> ever, ever had somebody be like, oh, can you send me your degree? Yeah. It doesn't Man, happen. It's like weird. engineers are a little bit different because I think it's like an actual program that they need to be like accredited for, and they've got the ring and all that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> Fuck! But they nobody, got a fucking ring. Even then, I've never said, "Can you send me your degree?" Yo, I need to see a picture of that engineering ring, bro. Yeah, like it's the craziest <laughs> thing. So realistically, unless the degree is required, you don't need one, especially if you've got like thirty years of experience doing the same thing. But if you're at the counter of a weed shop for five years, you can do anything in an office. You're answering phones, you're, <laughs> you're dealing with money, you're dealing with customers, you're dealing... So, like, you're not just working at a weed counter or a weed clerk. I don't even know what you would say. Marijuana. So you're going for the whole upselling the weed clerks A hundred percent. Well, upsell yourself, you know? <laughs> like, I go the other way. I don't upsell. I just lie about credentials, you know? Well, it's, it's, and I mean all the power to you if you want to do that in an interview, but yeah, be able my name is George Martello. I have 57 years of experience. No. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is like when you're building out your resume, if you've ever answered a phone, put that in there. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like, I, no, I'm so serious. Fill out your resume with actual applicable stuff. 
If you're going to be answering the phones <clears throat> in this new job, talk about it. Fill up space on that resume. Talk about projects that you've worked on. Um, I was working as an admin assistant, and in that, I dealt with a whole construction project. I dealt with um, like rewiring the phones and getting a new phone provider. I dealt with, we had this fucking postage machine that costed us like 200 bucks a month. I went out and found a different company and it was like 20 bucks a month, saved company all that, or saved the company a ton of money over the year. And I added that cost savings and all of that kind of stuff add into it. Really think outside of the box when you're building your resume. And some people have different resumes for different jobs. I actually did this a few times. So if I was working for an admin job, I would change up my resume to be kind of more admin focused. Sure. If I was working as a project manager job or like looking for a project manager or project coordinator job, I would talk about all the projects that I've, I've dealt with. Like I led construction jobs and I made sure that all of the budgeting was coordinated and the surveys were done and the final inspections were done and I the carpet guy and like all of that kind of stuff definitely not my min job <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing but I did it because I, well I kind of take things on myself <laughs> control issues um, but make sure that all of that is in the resume because if you never see if you're never able to get in front of the hiring manager this resume needs to be able to sell it your LinkedIn needs to be able to sell it. Do not, do not, do not, do not in 2022 not have a LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I will never, I'll never hire somebody if I can't find them on LinkedIn. I just, sure. I need to know your background. I need to know who you're connected with. Networking is important. I need to know, especially if you're a fucking software developer without, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as an electrician, you can get away without a fucking yeah. LinkedIn. More trade C kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, but like if you're looking for an office job, you absolutely need to. You absolutely need to have a picture because that makes you relatable. That makes like instantly when you see somebody's picture, you feel connected to them. Yeah. yeah. Instantly. You can kind of see what they're about. You can see like one of the guys at my company, um, he had like a little little Irish hat or whatever in his picture and his whole LinkedIn was so down to earth. It was no wordy, buzzy stuff where it was like, I'm a professional executive who hires people, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm super chill. I just want to find you the job of your dreams. On my LinkedIn, it says, I'm not a normal recruiter. I'm a cool recruiter. <laughs> and I've been asked about it. And then I go into why, like how I make it special for them and what things I focus on. And all yeah. of a sudden, there's this huge trust thing that's built within four minutes of them asking me why I'm a cool recruiter. <laughs> yeah. It's like super easy to connect with people if you know what you're looking for. Hmm. Um, but yeah, keep your resume clear, concise, because when you get into the, the hiring manager's presence or when you're on the phone with somebody, typically they have like a first round 30 minute interview on the phone or on Teams, yeah. then they go into the panel interview. You can sell yourself on that call. Now, if we're gonna go into the interview prep, I have some tips and tricks for you. So when you're prepping for an interview, you have to, have to, have to look into the company. How long have they been around? And just like, I just like kind of like, I don't know, like line up facts in my head just in case for talking <laughs> points. Like sure. it has nothing to do with what I actually care about, nothing at all. But I look into the company, I look into kind of like the the driving factors. Everybody's got like that line. Yeah, the, uh, it's 
Oh, man. Uh, it's on the tip of my brain. Yeah, me too. It's um, like a mission statement. Oh, yeah, mission statement. Yeah. I look into that. And for my company, interviewing for my one that I'm working with now, that was important. And I had to actually bring that into the interview because <clears throat> I had said something like, I know that you guys are looking for integrity and team collaboration and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's super important to me. Here's some examples. Yeah. Look into what the company says all over their website. They spend hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. <laughs> so make sure that you're reading it and all that kind of stuff. Look into the people that are interviewing you too. So if it's a Teams invite, um, you can see who's in the invite. If it's not a Teams invite, ask the recruiter or I would typically tell you uh, what the like, who else you're interviewing with. Then you can jump on their LinkedIn and see tons of information. Some people have family photos. You can mm. ask about their kids. Some yeah. people, I just interviewed this guy who's like a fucking scuba director. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like instantly, before I even asked him about all of his other stuff, I wait, was wait, like, wait, how wait. long have you been doing scuba? <laughs> like, tell me all about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So make sure that you know, you know the people you're talking to. They'll be able to tell. Yeah, like a connection is more meaningful than like a well-written like resume or whatever. Like, you know, at the end of the day, most people are going to choose the person that they know or have made a joke with over... You know, somebody that just like, oh, well, they have one more year of experience. 100%. I interviewed this one company and I was super down to earth. I actually like bombed part of the interview and it did not go well, but they loved me so much that they ended up offering me the job and I didn't take it. But um, they offered me the job because I connected with them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like a six round interview. I had two different people on all of the calls. And every single time I was like connecting with each sing- each one personally. Like I saw on your LinkedIn that you've been here for this many years. And I saw yeah. on yours that you've been here. Why? And what about this company is important to you? And all of that kind of stuff. Like make yeah. sure that you're asking relevant questions that are relevant to them personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just across the board questions. Yeah. Um, if you are meeting online or in person, obviously it's a little bit different. If it's online, test your camera and speakers the day before. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I can't even tell you, but all the people are like, oh, yeah, like I didn't get to see their face because I didn't have internet or my internet kept cutting out. Yeah, or like, like that's like an instant fail in my mind. Like, Yeah, like you, you're a software developer. How do you not have good connection at home? Like, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly how every other meeting is going to go. Like, this is your one-stop shop to make an impression. Yeah. So make it count. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um... So yeah, test your camera and speakers the day before. <laughs> yeah. Not the day of, not five minutes before, none of that shit. Um, show up five minutes early to the meeting and then start the, start the actual meeting two minutes early. Even if you're sitting there looking at a black screen, don't, yeah. like, don't come in late. Yeah, That's yeah. embarrassing. You never want to be late. Yeah. Like if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. <laughs> That's how you should look at this. Um, make sure your backdrop is professional, even like a white wall or something like that. Like one fucking guy 
I mean, and there was like horror stories all over COVID about like online interviews yeah. and like one guy getting up in boxers or yeah. like <laughs> not wearing pants at all or like a dildo in the fucking background. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, if you're interviewing in your room, turn your desk around. Yeah. That's it. You should never have a bedroom in the back. Like, it doesn't matter if you're interviewing from home or not. Kick your family outside <laughs> and do it from the, the kitchen. Sure. Like, half an hour is not going to kill anyone. <laughs> um, also, make sure you're dressed for an interview. Like, even if it's just face up, make sure that it's professional. <laughs> Suit. Or like, yeah, neck up or whatever. Make sure it's professional. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Blah, blah, blah. I felt like my dad when I said that. <laughs> Gross. Um, I've actually heard that if you elevate your laptop or your camera, just to give you like an elevated, it does something to somebody's, to the hiring manager's psyche, and you're like 15 or 16 more percent more likely to get that job. Interesting. Just based on that alone. So I don't know if that's I, fucking okay. Yeah, some study or a couple yeah, of yeah, years yeah. ago that was after COVID, but yeah, keep that in mind. You don't want to be looking up people's nose, I yeah, guess. Hundred percent. And like you know, like the old people taking a selfie and they're just like, like on the camera. Yeah. I think maybe that's why it's just like. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then look at the camera, not yourself on the screen. Hmm. That's like I don't understand why people do that. Look at the camera or look at the interviews. But if you keep going down, we all talk about it. All of us get together after the interview and talk in detail about how it went. <laughs> Make it memorable in a good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Um, if it's in person, obviously things are a little bit different. I typically have, <laughs> I get like really weird about timing. I would rather be an hour early make sure i've got parking figured out make sure like even if i get up and go get a coffee before the interview fine whatever but i'm always early to the building just in case there's weird parking there's no parking yeah. i'm lost like who the fuck knows traffic i always say show up 15 or 20 minutes early to the building and then 10 minutes early inside so that you can get to the desk that you need to be at with yeah. five minutes to spare and sit there for five minutes or whatever the fact or whatever um dress again for the interview. I had somebody interview and the hiring manager was like, this was at my old company. The hiring manager was like, I didn't, I don't think she knew she was coming to an interview. I think she thought she was going to the nightclub. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, she was super slutty. Her boobs were out. She had like a super uh, high dress on. Like, was, like That's we, a nice look. We talked about it for months. Like months. It was like That's a running funny. joke at the office. Um, I would also say bring an extra copy of your resume for everybody in the meeting, plus an extra just in case. Sure. I've done this with my own interviews and everybody's like, oh, thank you. Like, oh my God, like, thanks. And then <laughs> everybody else gets a chance to look at the interview or look at the resume while you're talking about each job. Sure. This is important. It kind of connects what you did at each job, what projects happened at each job and just makes it look like you're going above and beyond. Yeah. And spending money in, on your own to, <laughs> to print on these paper. out or whatever. <laughs> Um, also make sure that you've reviewed the job description. <laughs> I know that a lot of people, like, I know that a lot of people typically apply for a number of jobs at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I send out a hundred resumes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done that. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, on LinkedIn, there's like this easy apply button. So yeah. You just apply on the website. Just next, 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 next. <laughs> job instead. roulette. I, I love know, it. Like, whoever calls me back, I'll, I'll get it anyway. 
Um, but I've talked to people who are just like, listen, I ought to be honest, I've applied for a number of roles at this time. Like, what exactly are we talking about? And then that's when I kind of like do my whole spiel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure that you're actually talking about this job, <laughs> the duties in this job, all of that kind of stuff. Look at the buzzwords in the role because that's obviously buzzwords that are used at that company on a regular basis. And most of these roles, like, there's a learning curve to it. There's, like, different programs that people use, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But know the buzzwords. And you can ask about that. Like, I saw that X, Y, or Z was mentioned. Can, is that a program that you guys use? Can you explain that a little bit more and how you use it on the day-to-day? Yeah. It means that you've looked into it. It means that you've kind of done your done your job. At the end of the interview, and I, I would say this is the most important thing to remember. At the end of every interview... Ask the hiring manager, is there anything about my profile that you're hesitant about that I can speak to now? Sure, sure, sure. This shows that A, you're open to feedback, but B, gives you a leg up because if they're like, well, yeah, like you don't have a lot of experience in here. We do like that you have tons of experience over here though. Um, so we do kind of like, we're not, we're not like cutting you out right now, but we are a little bit hesitant. We'll have to see different profiles or whatever. You can, again, this is what like your resume this is why you need to like actually expand on your resume. It's like, oh, actually, that wasn't highlighted in my. This resume. is the perfect time to lie to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that actually, actually. Wasn't highlighted in my resume. <laughs> I can actually speak to this at this company. I did this at this company. I did that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've kind of got six or seven years of experience. It was just so day to day to me that I didn't think to include in the resume. Sure, sure. Yeah. Blah blah blah. That was a lie. <laughs> I just that just yeah. Yeah. Make it make it sound professional. Make it up. Whatever. And if you're kind of like me, I legitimately can figure out anything if I need to. Like, <laughs> I've never not known how to do a job that I've been assigned, whether it's figuring it out or learning it or getting taught it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Um, after the interview, and this is super important too, um, and I kind of talked about this after or talked about this previously. After the interview, if I don't hear back from my own jobs in a couple of days, I always send an email. So if my candidates haven't heard back, or if I haven't heard back from the hiring manager about my candidates, I get them to send an email saying, um, like, hey, everybody, and send it to the team, the whole team. I want the whole team to see this. Um, Hey, thank you so much for the interview. I really enjoyed my time with you. Um, It was so nice meeting everybody on the team. I think that we would really mesh well together. Um, And then this is kind of the opportunity. Oh, yeah, like, if you kind of, like, if you fucking, like, bailed on something mid-interview or choked on something or whatever, talk about that then. I was a little bit nervous in the interview. I know that <laughs> you had asked this question. I didn't really have an answer. I do have an answer. Yeah. Uh, now that I, And make a joke out of it. Now that I've had a few more minutes and I'm not really on the spot, I actually have had a lot of experience with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and then bring up any hesitations that they might have mentioned um, or anything, yeah, again, that you feel like you choked on to set them at ease. Yeah. This does a few things. <clears throat> a, if they're in the middle of kind of going through candidates and like, I don't know which one to pick or whatever, and then this email comes up, yeah, bam, you've left them on a good note, you've answered any hesitations that they might have, and you've shown that like you're, you want to grow. and you're- Yeah, you've already shown the first step of like being open to working with them, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, like, I I, like, uh, work relationships are relationships a hundred percent so yeah like this is how i approach my relationships like, yeah like i want to be upfront with you guys i'm super passionate about this job i think that we would all work really well together i really appreciate your time um please let me know if there's any additional information i can provide before moving to the next steps or whatever yeah 
I never, and maybe this is like a life thing, I never ask yes or no questions, ever. I always say, can you tell me about this? Mm. Or can you, like, leading questions where it's like, let me know what else is needed before we move to the next steps. Yeah. Not, let me know if we get to the next steps. Mm. It's like, no, no, we're going to get to the next steps. I just need to know what it is to get there. Like, change the narrative around, take a little bit of control, and again, like, this is your life too. <laughs> so ask them questions. Ask them why they've been at the company for so long. Ask mm. them what their favorite thing is about working at the company. Ask them what challenges on a day-to-day are now from a year ago. Mm. Are they the same challenges? Are they cultural challenges? Are they uh, leadership challenges? Are they just constant changes in the company challenges? Like, what exactly is that challenge and how would it fit in my life? Like. Am I leading or leaving a startup that's super stressful and everything changes every day that I can't handle? Maybe I shouldn't go to a next to another startup. Yeah, yeah. That's just how startups are. Maybe I do need a bigger company that's got more processes in line and kind of more structure or all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and then if yeah, I, that that's kind of what I do from start to finish, and then you just really get to know people and yeah. what they're good at. Yeah. You get to know other people and what they're looking for. Yeah. And just try to match it. Yeah. And then I've got people who are like, hey, I had such a good experience with you. My friend Roger is looking <clears throat> for a job here too. Can you talk to him? Yeah. Can you work on this? Can you? I still talk to people from Canada who I recruited for. Like, I I don't know. I just love networking. <laughs> I love people. I love... And all of these people are like mostly 30 to like 60 yeah, kind of in the prime of their career. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, yeah, like, just kind of, like, yeah, I don't know, like, all over the scale of life. Some have kids, some don't. Some um, just, I don't know, are, like, taking care of their grandparents kind of thing. Like, sure. Like, just all different areas of life, life experience that I get to be a part of. And, again, they call me stressed. So I get to hear a lot of things. <laughs> like, I love my job. I love being able to help people. I love being able to be that, I don't know, transitioning piece from I hate my fucking job to oh my god, you got me the best job ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nice feeling. So selfish of me. <laughs> but I'm here for it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of my job. I think that it's great. I think that I think the the biggest thing and what makes me successful, I've never failed an interview. I end up turning interviews down. <laughs> like I've recently interviewed and I was like, no, not not, not the job for me. Right. Like, not now, not at this time kind of thing. Like, I don't know, like you're, you're in control of your life. Don't leave it up to the hiring manager. You need to know if this is a job for you. So ask them the hard questions too. Yeah. And they like that. They, that. That will show them that in meetings, you have no problem putting your hand up. You have sure. no problem kind of deep diving into situations or anything like that. And I think it's, yeah, it's important to kind of take control over your life in the next step. Don't just wait for the next job to yeah, don't just wait for a company to keep taking advantage of you. Because it's fun. When you started a company, it's nice. It's always you're, you're doing the small things you're supposed to do, and then a year goes by, and they've tacked on another thing. But yeah. they haven't given you more money, and then two years go by. And all of a sudden, you're doing all this shit that you're not being paid for. Yeah, and I don't think you should just take the first company that gives you an offer. Like, interview for multiple. This is like dating. You don't just date one person and then marry them for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. You need to educate yourself on what the landscape is and what the what the opportunities are and like like some people have a higher salary but they'll have to go in the office yeah what does that look like to you on a life 
scale yeah. is that important to you is that would you rather the money would you rather have free time um some people don't want to travel some people yeah i don't know it's there's so many different things so like yeah. don't just choose the first job interview at a few places get a few offers and then pick one that you like yeah so you would say probably like the thing you like the most about your job is like helping people like i'm sure it's super satisfying when you go to a person like yeah we got you that job yeah, yeah. i would say that and just like building relationships yeah. with people. What is the hardest part, you think? Mm, um, I would say lack of communication. Mm. Like, Some I, people just don't respond to fucking emails. Like, okay, here's a good example. So um, I have this one person. So how it works is we send them the offer, they sign the offer, and only after we get the signed offer can I kick off the back check. Yeah. And it says on the offer letter, can you sign it in two days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, days. yeah. This one guy, he starts tomorrow and he didn't do his back check until last thursday hmm. we need three weeks between back for to do to process the back check yeah and i kept telling him kept telling him kept telling him and then on friday he emails me he was like hey everything's done now um can you just confirm that i can start and on yeah. monday and if i don't hear back from you or if the start gets delayed i'll be going forward with another offer and you're like and wait like, a minute bitch what the fuck are you telling me <laughs> it's fine we just still need to start week or start day by a week but like yeah yeah it's crazy like people you never know what's going on in the background when people are like looking for jobs and i even tell them i'm like are you interviewing for other places do you have any offers on the table if that changes let me know because again i work for them and the company like yeah i want to make sure if you have some offers we can expedite your situation here and leverage that offer and like here this is what he's getting are we going to be able to match that because we might lose him yeah and like as long if i know the most if i know the information i can use it yeah but i don't know what i don't know so yeah. you know that makes it difficult but yeah i would say um lack of communication from either side whether it's the company or the hiring managers or yeah. like the candidates yeah that would be the most difficult spot. Yeah. I used to think it was, like, losing candidates. But I don't really... Like, I had one candidate who was like, yep, I'll take the job, no problem. We had a start date, like, a month out. So yeah. the whole role closed. We had it finalized. It was over Christmas. And, uh, like, two days before he was supposed to start, he backed out. And hmm. said that it was rate-related. Oh. Like, you've known the rate for a month now. Yeah, like, the job interview application thing like, what the had the fuck? fucking rate like, on we it, We probably. talked about the rate that... <laughs> So like it's things like that where it's just like fuck that's irritating. Yeah, but for me like rejection again It's an opportunity. It is like freedom. It's like I wouldn't want this person working here anyway Like (laughs) if he if this is how he makes decisions and this is how he deals with this kind of situation What is he gonna do in a high-pressured situation with a customer? Yeah, exactly And this is kind of what I read like if you're in interviews this this impression is what you're giving me to dictate the rest of your career here. Yeah. So if it's unprofessional, that's the impression you're giving me, and that's the only information that I yeah. have to go on. Act like I'm gonna act accordingly, you know? Like yeah. I'm not gonna just take your word on it and <laughs> hope that this isn't who you are. I'm much better at responding to emails when I get paid, but yeah. at the same time it's like, well, yeah, that too. A lot of companies will uh, get you to do an, uh, an assignment. Yeah. And some people are just like, fuck that. I'm not spending two hours of my time on this. Yeah. Fine. You don't have to. That's great. But then are you ever going to be willing to stay late if there's a project that's closing tomorrow? Sure. Probably not. Like, it's going to be a whole situation. And, like, 
And you get paid for it when you work, but you have to show that you want to work there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if you want this job, you're going to have to show that you want this job. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's jobs out there, but there's also a lot of people out there who want that job as well. Exactly. So you gotta, you got to be the best. Exactly. But Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so I still don't know what you do in there all day. So you go in there, you talk to people, you get them jobs, and you come out and you, you, you just do that money move where you have a cache of ones in your hand and you fucking spray it all money, over the money, bed. Money, money, that, That's all I know that happens. Yeah. So That's the job. That's your job. That's exactly what I do in there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. Like, uh, like, you're very clearly cut out for, like, recruiting and getting to know people and, uh, yeah. Yeah. What does your future look like? Are you just going to be a recruiter for a bit? Like, uh, what, do you want to kind of change out of that eventually? So, actually, me and my boss had talked about um, moving into kind of a leadership role, but more like training. Because I, I'm very successful in my my personal career like we've got these goals or whatever that we give each month on um, in february for example i had to get six starts and i got 12. yeah even even in the company you work for i might get these numbers wrong but there's like 500 people that do a similar job to you and you're consistently in like the top 50. that's correct babe yeah actually i think it's 800 but yeah oh yeah so yeah like you're, you're very much good at what you do very good at what i do and i think genuinely it's because i actually care and i get sure. that feedback from candidates all the time yeah like, i can tell you're passionate about this and you've got so much energy on the phone <laughs> blah, 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 blah. and yeah so i would love the opportunity to actually train people with this mentality yeah and like kind of like show them what they're doing on a day-to-day -day, or day-to-day -day, how they're impacting people's personal yeah. lives not just the company because if you're never going to be able to connect with a candidate if you don't want to connect yeah. with a candidate. If it's just a number, it's just a number. Even teaching like organizational skills or whatever, like, hey, like this is how I do my inbox. It's very easy. It's whatever. Yeah. But like lots of people just don't don't, don't do know. that. Don't don't yeah, yeah, just don't know essentially. Yeah. 100%. I've never had to do it potentially or whatever. 100%. And I have a background in legal assistance, so everything had to be properly filed <laughs> away and like yeah. I could not accidentally file this guy's divorce in this girl's yeah, yeah, adoption yeah. thing. Like yeah. there was just super dangerous to do. And so um yeah, like I would love the opportunity to do that. I was talking okay. about that with my current manager, but when we moved to Panama my status from employee to contractor changed and they just like don't do that now like yeah, it's not yeah. an opportunity yeah but yeah at the end of like my career i would love to be in a training position where i'm like teaching people how to connect with other people yeah 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 in the corporate world hmm yeah cool yeah that's um, it well i hope you get to that eventually if anybody you have people come to the airbnb for uh, employee retreats Oh my god. Get to know your boss. Yeah. And then you come to our retreat. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> there was this one company that I um, that I interviewed with and I swear one day I'm gonna end up working for them somehow, some way I'm gonna end up doing <clears> it. <throat> um, but I will probably have them here at the Airbnb before I ever work with them. Yeah. Because that's how well we connected in the interviews. Nice. And that's how it should be. We all left on a good... I was like, listen, I don't think I can dedicate my full attention to you, blah, 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 at the time. Like, whatever. Maybe in a couple of years, maybe in a couple of months, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, now that we're here, I know I'm going to just invite them all out, the whole crew <laughs> out, everybody that I interviewed with. Yeah. And just say, like, let's spend a week together. Yeah. You guys can get to know me, and then I can pitch you the job that I want to do, not yeah. the job that you're offering. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, too, in my career, I've... 
I've been hired as like the first real office job I had. I was like an admin assistant for Calgary. But then I ended up taking the head role for all of Alberta and BC, which was seven or eight offices. Yeah. One of the offices had like two people in it, so seven offices. But um, yeah, like I kind of took on that role. The next yeah. job that I had, I ended up taking all the construction and the rebuild up and like all of that yeah. stuff I took on myself. Yeah, you can kind of give yourself jobs. Even in construction, I gave myself like kind of my own little role in the company. Yeah. Um, like if you're motivated and you kind of see holes, you can fill it yourself, you yeah, know? Yeah, 100%. And I think it was super, like I did not get paid for all the extra work I did. But I now have all of that experience. Yeah. Because fuck yeah, I use that now. Like, <laughs> no problem I can head up this project or no no problem I can handle this group of people and teaching all of these admins to do this the yeah. same way. And I can create this process that seven offices in Alberta and BC are going to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've done that before. Yeah. No fucking problem. Um, I also have created entire onboarding processes. So when somebody comes the first day, I made sure that I, oh my God, this was so, I can't believe I forgot about this. So when I started, it was like a family company and there was like, I don't know, 20 people in my office. When I quit, there was like 80 people in the, in Ooh, the Calgary yeah. office. Okay. So I had started because it was just crazy. Like there was so much hiring going on. So in order to give them the best experiences, the first week went on, they would come to the office first day and I would have the key, um, the there's like the employee chart of like the org chart yeah um i would have just like this little package like a welcome package some candies their <laughs> keys put it all up hi i'm b so nice to meet you let me take you to their office is there any other supplies that i haven't gotten for you i can put that in order for you this week yeah. and then continually check in with them they've got training on this day with this person all of that kind of stuff and i created this entire onboarding process that then was used in every other office oh cool and yeah like i was never paid to do that but now i know exactly how to create those processes yeah yeah actually it was it's been 10 years so like things have changed as far as, <laughs> like, as, far as technology yeah goes. yeah but yeah yeah like i i don't know i i would love to to do that like admin operations role i'm all sure. admin focused and ops focused but i mean even when we moved to panama part of the huh, part of the thing to get residency was opening a company yeah so now i'm no longer an employee at the company that i work with i'm a contractor yeah but because i have this company it kind of just like i can i can hire myself out to anybody yeah do now. whatever you want yeah like maybe even you do just pick up like uh one like a one month role with a company where you're like yeah I'm just going to set up this system for you or yeah or uh, hire this group for you and not have to worry about it ever again kind of thing yeah like, yeah 100% there's so many things now that I have a company I can make it anything that exactly. I want exactly um, yeah it's super exciting I don't know I honestly don't know what I'm going to end up doing at the end of my career but it's always yeah, only working for five more years. It's fine. Yeah, we have plans to retire. Early. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's all definitely based around helping people and educating people and kind of elevating people to the next step. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Like, uh, yeah, you just change people's lives essentially. Give them sweet jobs and. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I always say, like, even when I talk to the the, so one of the questions I'm like, what's your salary expectation? And they're like, oh, like, I don't know, I'd have to see the job first. And I'm like, okay, well, the reason that I ask is because if you're looking for 150000 but this job only has one hundred and ten, 
I want to make sure that I'm bringing forth opportunities that actually are in line with what you're looking for. Yeah. But I want to know what that salary expectation is around any job, not just this job. Because sure. if you're a square, I'm not going to fit you into a circle. Like it's not, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be miserable when you go home to your wife. <laughs> you might want that vacation in Mexico that she might not have the opportunity. Like this is all big picture for me. And they're like, oh, like, okay, well, yeah, then I do want 150K. And like that's, I'm making 145 now. I don't really want to step back. I wouldn't fucking step back either. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> and then the way that increases yeah. work, like you don't just get $10 each year. Yeah. Once you're locked into a company, it's almost easy. Actually, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Once you're locked into a company, it's almost easier to get a pay increase by switching companies. That's why people move. Yeah. It's not because they hate the company, they hate everybody they work with. Sometimes that's the case, but yeah. it's mostly because if they were going to get a raise, they would have to, in order to get a $10 raise, you'd have to be there for at least four years. Yeah. Whereas if you get a new job, you start at that $10 increase. Yeah, exactly. So like, if anybody's running a fucking company right now, up your wages, <laughs> especially around like... Yeah, a well-played employee is a happy employee. Yeah. Employees will bitch about basically one thing and that's not getting paid on time or yeah. not getting paid enough. Yeah, 100%. You know, anything else, the stresses of everyday working, you'll get over if that paycheck's big enough. And again, like, we live in a fucking stressful time right now. So not me, but if, yeah. <laughs> Tell me so, more. <laughs> so if your employees are going home and they can barely pay, like, I've had to work four jobs at a time mm. because those admin roles that I wasn't getting paid properly for... Yeah. Did not pay me properly. Yeah. Like, so I would have to go home and then go to another job and then go to another job and then go to the gym. And yeah. then on Fridays, I had another job. Like, <laughs> it was a whole thing. And my home life was fine. I mean, like, I handled it well. But, like, you don't want your employees having to work six jobs, especially because of inflation now. Like, uh, a well-paid employee is a happy employee. Yeah. And that's it. <clears throat> uh, when I was an electrician, um, I... Uh I was just at the end of it. I did it for 10 years. I didn't want to do it anymore. I quit my job. I kind of had this lower hammer thing kind of partly going. And I went for a job interview because I'm like, you know what? I quit this one job. I should probably just try to get another electrician job. Like, you don't want to rely on YouTube money, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but then I went for this job interview. And yeah, they, they offered me like fucking $12 less. And it was uh, just like... An hour. An hour. After you'd been working for 10 years. Yeah, it was just like... No. Yeah, you walked out of that interview. Yeah, I walked out of it. Like, fuck yeah. that. And like, that's another thing. Like, don't waste your time. Don't. Just like, oh my god, I finally got an interview. It's like 50k got, less than what I'm making now. But I got to take it. Times are tough or no. whatever. I don't know. I don't know. No. I didn't fucking take it. That one fucking shocked me back into reality. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doing that. I talk to somebody <laughs> on the regular and every single day it's like, oh, I, I and this is another thing too. If you're going for a job, make sure it's a job that you like. Don't get a job and then bitch to your wife. Say, <laughs> yeah, oh, I work so hard for you. No, no, no. Get a fucking job then. Or a different job. Get a job. You're going to at least kind of. Like, that's it. Oh, backbreaking yeah. work. And every day I do this and every day. So, do you want a cookie for that? Because everybody else <laughs> is doing some different version of that. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> or get a different job. Like, yeah. I can't handle complaining. I yeah, can't. complaining can be a lot. Like, there's one thing if it's just like, you know, we all have tough times and whatever. Days, but, yeah. you know, if you're complaining about the same shit over you, and over If you've been complaining about your job for the last five years, oof. it's time to get a different fucking job. Yeah. And, and I think that's what it was for me with, like, being an electrician. I've yeah. complained about it for fucking since yeah. I started it. And if that means a different industry, then yeah. get a different industry. And we were talking to somebody about this the other day. 
You don't need to go to school. You don't, man. You really, really don't. You don't. Go in on- fact, definitely don't. Like, yeah. that's a fucking trap. Don't yeah. do it. Go on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace or whatever. Hey, I've been spending the last 10 years doing this. I was hoping if I could, uh, like if it's a trade, I was hoping to kind of like shadow somebody for the next couple months while you learn your stuff or while you teach me your stuff. All that, I'll help with some work, blah, 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 blah. A couple hours each night while you're learning for free. But that's learning. That's free education. Hmm. You're not getting paid for it, but that's free education. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes that's the way to do it. Then that's it. Start doing jobs. Get your name out there. Like, network. Or (laughs) build good... Like, you said yourself that you have not had... You're not accredited for an electrician. No, no. I never went to school for electrician. Um, But I did it for 10 years, which is technically, like, illegal. Um, And I ran crews. I ran whatever. I had my own service van at for many years yeah um like it doesn't fucking matter if you are a good employee if you're reliable if you're yeah like it if they give you that uh that uh thing that you that one page essay they want before they hire you better make sure that's the best one page essay because that means a heck of a lot more than somebody who's fucking accredited but then gives you this shitty fucking thing and you're like like, okay what am i going to do with this 100 percent. and somebody who's gone to school for four years has also then not been in the working world yeah, for four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Leverage that. Yeah. Like, no, I've been working for four years. I haven't gone to school, but I have been in the real world doing real jobs. I've got history with this, 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 yeah. this, and this. I've led this project and assisted with that project. This was X million dollars, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, use that. And again, you're just a person and you can't change anything about your experience. Leverage your experience. <laughs> yeah. It's all about how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it in a cup of tea. That's it in a cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. But I'm interested to know if this just like raised more questions. I feel like I know my job very well that I might have <laughs> missed some things in there. Like it doesn't make sense. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I'm happy, happy, happy. If anybody's listening to this and looking for a new job, I'm happy to go over resume. Review. I'm <laughs> yeah. happy to do interview prep. I love this sort of shit. I, yeah. And you're good at it. I'm good at it. Thanks, <laughs> Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's a how that is that an episode? That's an hour and twenty minute episode. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you talk about me for an hour and twenty minutes? That's not bad. That's not bad. I've known some girls to, you know, meander for hours and hours. Yeah. So I hope I didn't way to keep like it concise. Too much. It professional. <laughs> Add a little bit of B in there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I love my job. And again, getting a job is one of the most important important things you can do. Yeah, it's one of those things like you have to do it. Yeah. Like even me, like I joke, yeah, I'm retired, I'm not working, but like I'm I'm doing this Airbnb get up. Yeah. You know, and like listener lore and all that. Yeah, I got other things too going on, but like, you know, work you can't avoid work and you never will. We never will. We're never gonna get to that spot where the whole world is automated and we can all just fucking sit and chill. That's not never in our lifetime, it's not gonna happen. And also I think it's important because like yeah, like getting a job that you hate but is necessary, like you need to put food on the table, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes there's periods in your life where you're like, well, there's nothing else out there. I have to suck it up for this job for six months. And the only way I would not listen to complaining about that is if you were doing something on the side to better that. So yeah, on yeah, weekends, yeah. do something else. You you like woodwork? Then fucking do some woodwork and sell it on Marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Start getting good at your hobbies so that when your work is your work, you find you're getting paid for it. You leave it at work unless you're in an executive position, in which case you're getting paid to bring it home. <laughs> But leave it at work and then do your hobbies on the side. Yeah. Better your life on your personal side. It doesn't have to be tied into your professional side. Sure. Yeah. 
like work is just work and remember like some some guy on top isn't gonna give a fuck about you yeah ultimately you are replaceable so i yeah. hate these people who are like oh i'm irreplaceable they wouldn't no, you're replaceable. Yeah. I loved going into job interviews and they're like, like I always worked for small companies and they're always like, oh yeah, we're like a family. And then within a week of working for them, they're sacking somebody who's yeah, been there for 10 people. years. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wasn't that like Uncle Tom you were, you told me to call him <laughs> or whatever the fuck and he's gone? Like, yeah, no, they don't give a fuck about you. No, you are always, always, always replaceable because there's people like me to jump in as soon as somebody quits yeah. and replace you. Yeah. This is my job. <laughs> so work hard, be somebody that they value. Yeah. And, and you'll go places. And you'll go places. Yeah. Seriously. People know, people make, like, yeah, I, I work with people who have been working with this company for 35 years. Yeah. If you're good, it matters. Yeah. If you complain, if you're being an asshole, if you can't get along well with other people, if you can't play nicely in the school ground, like, yeah. it goes noticed. If you're just fucking dragging your feet. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I fucking hate that. I hate working with people that I have to ask six times to do something. Yeah. I hate yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I can always tell when somebody's not engaged. I can, the other day I had asked somebody to, uh, I was like, hey, can you reschedule this? Just look at their calendars and stick it in. He was like, how do, what? <laughs> like, well, look at the other email that I just sent you because the instructions are all in there. And then he called somebody else that I work with because he doesn't know how to fuck to do that. <laughs> how have you been doing this for four years? Like, what the fuck? Just booking a fucking... But now I'll never ask him to do that again. Yeah. Ever. Sure. Ever. <laughs> now it's just a waste of my time because the other person did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask her now. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's like... If you're not reliable, they will find other people who are. Yeah. That's the world we live in. It's a yeah. cutthroat well, world. Well, and, and man, that's why I was able to keep a job as an electrician for so long. Like, I was fucking good at it. Yeah. You um, were quiet. You kept to yourself. You did and, your job. Yeah. And, like, people would give me a job and they could count on it actually being done. Yeah. You know? And, unfortunately, we live in a world where, because you're so replaceable, if you start bringing up, like, well, that's an HR concern. And that guy's racist and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're bringing a whole bunch of legal attention to the company that's expensive and they don't want it. Yeah. They'd rather just let you go because you're dragging your feet and they had to ask you six times to do this and yeah. this blew up. Whereas That was one of the craziest things about construction. They were so safety gung-ho. Make sure you're wearing your steel toe boots. You take your hard hat off for a fucking second to scratch your head. Some fucking OHS inspector comes and... I was outside in a fucking <laughs> farmer's field one time doing underground fucking pipes or whatever. And an OHS person came up to me like, why aren't you wearing your hard hat? And it's like, because there's nothing anywhere. Like, there's nothing above me. There's, yeah, but it's like they give a fuck about that kind of shit so much. But then the amount of times they would ask me to go do the sketchiest shit. Like literally I was an electrician where it's like, yeah, just go touch this 347 blah, 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 blah. That could kill you. And it's like. But make sure you wear your hard hat. But basically, there were people who would say, no, I'm not going to do that. And sure as shit, within a couple of weeks, they're no longer working. Yep. It's funny how these little safety things happen where it's like, they don't actually give a fuck. No, They just want the job done. They don't want you to complain about it. And, yeah. you know, that's just the way of the world, unfortunately. And unfortunately, you're right. In trades, it's very much like that. Trades are a different world, man. If you don't want that environment, get the fuck out of get trades. Out, get out of there. You can't you know, just they, change it. Yeah, because there's fucking idiots like me who are going to do it, do it better than you, and not complain. And faster, and yeah. like it's, Yeah. You're replaceable. So... Don't be replaceable. Yeah. And stop using you it know? as a fucking excuse. Well, it kind of even goes back to, like, we were talking about, like, making a spot for yourself in the company. Like, yeah. uh, the spot that I kind of made for myself in the company was, like, I wasn't a journeyman. But I was better than most of the journeymen's there. 
um, maybe not in like the organizational spots where it's like running a whole big crew. Like I definitely didn't like it. I could do it, but that wasn't my forte. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of the niche, niche that I created for myself. I'm like, look, you can give me any any complicated you want job you want on this job site. You can send me in for however long you need. You know, the journeyman can focus on working with his little uh, minion. Yeah, his little minions. They can carry on. You give me that tough job, I'll get it done. And you don't. You just, get, just give it to me, and you don't have to worry about yeah, it you don't anymore. Have to follow up with me. You don't yeah. have to check in. You don't exactly. Have to, I'll come to you when I'm done. That's it. And like it was this little niche in the in the companies that I would create for myself, where it's like I'm not a full journeyman. I'm not getting paid that, but I'm yeah. making a couple bucks left. Less, but here's what I offer to you. Yeah, while well, he's put, dealing with people issues, I can deal with this issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. So, you know, make make yourself make yourself important. It's a great. Yeah, I mean, even in that company that I did, I I had all the construction stuff. Yeah, I had done huge cost savings across the board. Whether yeah. it was like with that fucking postage thing, I had yeah. no idea. They had that same postage machine for twenty. Years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you spending so much money on this? Like, yeah. holy shit. And yeah, it's important. I guess like it doesn't really matter what you do in your eight hour day. Like do whatever you have to in that eight hour days to get ahead. Make the most of that eight hour day. But like don't give people past that, I'd say. Yeah. There's the odd time where you have to, but like don't work for free. Do you know where I you know, give it your all in that eight hour day and you fucking get somewhere. Especially like so when I was working as a employee, I was getting paid one salary, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing changing that, whatever. Yeah. And so on my end, it was like, okay, well, this candidate, like, I have a candidate tomorrow. He's got an interview for, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But one of the people can't make it. So he emailed me today, a Sunday, and asked me if I can change that. I'm not going to stress out on Monday morning and do that. It's easier for me to just text him now and redo it. It was already done. Now it's done. (laughs) But, like... Instead of stressing out trying to get a hold of him while he's at work on Monday morning, I'm just going to text him now. It's going to get done, whatever. But when I go to be a contractor, it's all of a sudden hourly. So sure, I'll step in on the weekend if I need to, but then I'm writing it down. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if if they tell me that I'm only only available for 40 hours, then for sure. But I'm not going to do any more than 40 hours. Like, there are things that I have to set for myself, especially working remote. Like... It's very easy to just go in the room and work for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you know, that shit. While you're waiting for me to finish dinner, just go yeah. in there for 10 minutes. But it's like... But I will never, ever, ever make sure that I'm giving up personal time. Like, yeah. if we had a big hike planned out for today or whatever, and then something came up on a Saturday, nope. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Because then you start giving people that permission to contact you on weekends. Yeah. And you get into this whole thing and like, no. Yeah. That's crazy. When people are like, yeah, can I call you tomorrow? No, it's a Sunday morning. That was always super fucking annoying. Uh, So I don't have kids. So like, uh, they would always ask me to do weekend shit because like, oh, you don't have a family. I'm like, Mm. that doesn't mean I fucking want to work on the weekend. Like, I still got other shit I want to do. I got 700 Warhammer miniatures I got to look after. That's a lot of painting. That's a lot of things to do. That's a lot. I got my lore horse. They need me me on the Discord. Yeah. But, But, okay, so back to this resume thing. I want to quickly build out a resume for you because this is how much bullshit you can include in a resume. Uh, If I was to make Mark a resume, (laughs) yeah, okay, I would include podcaster, producer, botanist. Botanist? You can include botanist? Fuck yeah. You could add that as like a a hobby or whatever at the bottom Hmm. or 
that like I don't know how many how many plants did you have in the house last year? Yeah, like I had like like close to ninety, close to a hundred yeah. plants in like a thousand square foot home. So stick it in botanist because botanist. under that you can show organization. You did you did X amount of plants this day, you had to make sure that they were fertilized on mm. that day, you had to, do, you had to move <laughs> Oh, them I didn't around. do any of that. <laughs> I just I just let the plant die and then I replaced it. <laughs> but <laughs> In the in the resume, that shows that you've got time management. You've got skills where you can move things around to make things work better, and you've got like all of these things you can include in that. Just under botanist. Botanist, okay. Bullshit, you know. I'm gonna you include botany. Build it out. <laughs> um, you were a property owner. Now you are a. I loved being able to say I'm, I was a landlord. Yeah. And I sold my house in Canada, so uh, I'm not a landlord. But we bought a house. So I'm a landlord again. Yeah, almost. While well, you're an Airbnb host. Yeah. Maybe a land baron. We'll call it. Land baron. Yeah. That sounds so mid-centuries. Yeah. 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 What yeah. What does it mean? Uh, baron would be like under, like king. You got your barons, maybe. That's not right. Oh. But. All right, well, That's Land okay. Baron, that <laughs> And then in this job, he's going to have to be doing, like, customer support, client support is maybe what I would call that, client <laughs> relations. There's going to be marketing involved. There's going to be cleaning and services yeah. involved. There's gonna yeah, be I've, I've thought about, like, uh, what I would actually put for, like, my my Lorehammer career, mm -hmm. and that would be one huge thing is, like, customer service, custom, customer, customer support, relations. Customer service, client yeah. relations. Yeah. Absolutely. You're constantly talking about you're getting feedback from everybody. You're changing processes according to the feedback. Yeah. You're like, there's so many things that you can do on a day-to-day. -day. You've been spending the last year and a half basically cooking me food and <laughs> like servicing and all you could, yeah, even include that in the landlord thing where it's like I provided bed and breakfasts for my tenants or <laughs> blah, 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 you know? Like, uh. There's nothing but the best for my tenants. Every morning I'd cook up a devil's egg and a piece of French sexual toast. Favors and oh! Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like genuinely, you can build your resume out of anything. Include the phone calls, include the constant emails. If you're on Outlook, that means you've got the Microsoft portal under you. Like if you've built uh, PowerPoints or use Word documents, say that. <laughs> like it matters. I have. How do you how do you include all this, but then not go over seven pages? Like uh, because like all the admin would get one line. Uh. So answer calls, respond to emails mm. timely, and mm. provide customer support kind of thing could be in one line. Sure. Because you don't need to say how you answered calls or how many calls you answered or how many emails <laughs> you respond to in a day. Just clear and concise. Hmm. Um. But yeah, like genuinely, you can build a resume out of anything. You can include all of the admin stuff. You can include all of the technologies would be Microsoft portal, <laughs> whatever. Um, emails, like email, like there's so many things that you can just, I can't think of anything now, of course, because we're recording this yeah. and I'm giving everybody tips and insight. Yeah, it makes sense. You can build anything out of anything if you've got some imagination, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like what are some other jobs you've done? Um, I was a janitor for a while. Janitor. Boom. Yeah. So you did uh, scheduling because scheduling, you I had. had to work around the schedules. Sure. You did <laughs> night shifts. So you yeah. were, you, that shows that you went kind of above and beyond. You were willing <laughs> to work at 11 p.m. at night if you needed to, to get things done after a service because there was something in the morning. There was like time management, um, like, yeah. Janitor stuff. That's one like thing I've always been good with for myself is just like my own personal time management. Like, uh, 
I know what has to get done, and I will get it done, and I will get it done in my own time. Yeah. Um, on time, of course, but like, yeah, I, I know I know how to do that for myself. I think actually, now that you've mentioned that, that's an interesting thing to say too in an interview. Like, can you give me some examples of time management? Absolutely. When I worked at this company, blah 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 blah. On the personal side, though, I yeah. also do that. I've got. <laughs> 17 kids who, who have ballet lessons and, and soccer lessons yeah. and blah 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 and tutoring and all that stuff so my con my whole life is time management and making sure that certain attention is going to certain places at certain times when it counts and when it matters the most yeah because again you're a human humanize yourself in the interview mm. you're not just a candidate you're not just a worker bee you're a, a father a mother a sister a brother don't bring in your family a father you're a mother you're my sister you're my brother um yeah there's some more to that song humanize yourself <laughs> like make sure that they know that they're talking to a human where like yeah I, I i actually dealt with this the other day when my daughter came home and she had said this and this and this and like it's important to get used to the difficult conversations and if i can explain to my daughter how not to get upset when a boy hits her or whatever then i can do that i can take that knowledge and bring it into the office space and deal with two two employees <laughs> that are kind of having an issue find out what the issue is and search like deep dive into what the real issue is <laughs> because it's probably not that he put a screw in the wrong spot it's probably that he was distracted because of something else going on. Like, there's all these different things that you can bring into the interview. They'll be able to see how you handle it, your thought process on handling it. Like, make it a situational thing. Always talk about situations and make it more relatable to the hiring yeah. managers. Huh. That's it. Okay. It's easy. Honestly, getting a job is easy. Yeah. It's fun for me. What's the worst interview you've ever gone on? Do you have, like, oh, a God, interview horror story? So, right after college or I was actually in school and I was working I was, I was in school for legal assistant and I wanted I'm like like just crazy so I was like I want to get a job out of out of the law office before I graduate so I can like lock something in for after I'm graduated yeah and nobody else in my office was or my school was doing that so I was like fuck yeah like I've got this in the bag so it was a corporate law firm and corporate was never like I almost failed out of corporate. It was so boring for me. It was not interesting to me at all. And um, I was talking to them about it and I was expecting kind of like a preliminary interview with like one person. Four people showed up. They were all like old men, like between 50 and 65, I would say. All lawyers that have just been corporate lawyers for years and years and years. Yeah. It was a panel interview and the first thing they asked was, what was a difficult situation in your childhood? And like me, coming from Trauma Express, I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, like this is, Where this is none do of I start? goddamn business, actually. But I told them it, I nailed it, and then I didn't accept the job. Because, like, and I understood their questioning and like why they were looking for that, because they wanted to see how yeah. tenacious I was and how determined I was and if I'm aware of my shortcomings and how I deal with issues on my personal life and if they brought it into the office. There were so many reasons behind that question. But I did not want to work for somebody who thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah. That was why I declined that job offer. Hmm. And then they also wanted like school records or whatever because I was in school and I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm failing corporate law. You can't see that. <laughs> so yeah, no, I never accepted that job. But like daunting. And I yeah, was like yeah, that yeah. was my first real yeah. interview at like a thing after school. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> my first interview with my first like real office job, I saw again, this is like a small family company kind of at the point. 
and I saw he had a picture of him holding a guitar on stage at a church. Yeah. And I, he had that in his office, and I was like, oh, are you in the band at church? And he was like, I am. And I was like, what church do you go to? And then we started talking about God for an hour and a half, <laughs> barely about the job, and I got the job. <laughs> because I connected with him, and yeah. he could see that I was like a personal And that was person. the worst interview where you had to talk about God for an hour. Yeah, I guess that was a very close second, yeah. 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 That makes sense. This At the time, I was living with a pastor, so I had lots of information to <laughs> shovel out to him. Ah. <laughs> lots of, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and like there are horror stories for interviews for damn sure. Yeah. But I don't know, it's a good story. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And if, uh, even these stories make it more relatable. Like, I, even in like the one of the last interviews I did, I fucking bombed the assignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, I, I had originally this. been told that they only hire for contingencies and so like to me that's like short contracts hmm. so in this assignment i was i was looking at their profiles and i was like okay well this guy's only been in full-time roles mm. so he might not be good at this and i carried on that way through the entire interview and basically end, you just cut all your candidates because yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end he was like you know that we mostly hire for full-time roles right and i was like what no i was told you didn't he was like oh yeah like all of this would be for full-time roles <laughs> i was like okay oh. And then at the end, I was like, um, I talked to him the next, like towards the next round of the interviews. I was like, yeah, honestly, that was embarrassing. I don't feel like I did that well, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, no, like, I'm glad that we're on the same page. I agree. You didn't do that well, <laughs> but we really like you. So we're going to move you to the next round. Yeah. Fucking done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, if you mess up and people like you, it's fine. And if I say that I messed yeah. up, I'm like, dude, I didn't feel good about that. How did you feel about that? Like, no, I, I know that wasn't my best foot like, forward. Absolutely not. Yeah. You humanize yourself. Mm. Like, again, we're all just people trying to make it in this world. So. Yeah. Not me, though. Because no. I've already made it. You've made it. Yeah. Here I am in this world. Podcast Island Mark. Yeah, just Island Mark. Just whatever. Island Mark. Fuck the podcast. Eh, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's recruiting in a nutshell. I hope I gave some insight into like interviewing, following up on interviews. Uh, at the very least, uh, now we all know what you do. Yeah. So. That's it. That's it. That's all. It's what I bring to the world on a <laughs> basis between uh, eight thirty and like two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Most weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to hear all of your guys' opinions on this. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys do for work? Yeah. Um, How did you get your job? What was your worst interview experience? Yeah. What was your worst experience with a recruiter if you have one? I love hearing about those. <laughs> you just shit on all the people that do the same thing I do. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, email us. PillowTalkWithMarkandB at gmail.com. And like I said, hey, at the beginning of this show, if you've made it this far, come on, just toss us one buck. You can go click on our link. There's a nice donation button. If you don't want to do monthly subscriptions, just throw us a buck. Throw us yeah. two bucks. There's also one-time um, opportunities. So if you want me to uh, look at some interview prep with you and do yeah. some resume revisions, 20 bucks. <laughs> there we go. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a great deal. You charged me 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good deal. But yeah, no, seriously, I want to hear about your worst interviews. Like, <laughs> go on the Discord and tell me all about it. Yeah. Uh, Trucker Rob, hello. That's all. You should shut him out. <laughs> yeah, just shut I him out. Yeah, <laughs> just, God, I love that guy. Yeah. I love that guy. I watch your videos um, that you send to be, to oh, send to be. Okay, so for everybody else, not I, aware. I do have my own Instagram, uh, Sakura. Oh, that's, that's the issue. So, yeah, so Trucker Rob mm. has me on TikTok and he takes me in all of these things. And initially I was like, oh my God, that's such a cute animal video. Yeah. But like the third or fourth or fifth or sixth time he was like, show this to Mark. I was yeah. like, oh, 
This is from Mark. This is. <laughs> but yeah, I do show Mark all those videos. It's great. He loves them. Yeah. Happy little cats and dogs. Good times. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an episode of Pillow Talk, I believe. That's an episode. Cool. Uh, do we know what? Do we have a teaser for next episode? I have no idea about next episode. We could talk about gender roles. We could talk about, oh my God, furries. We could talk about, you know what? I want to do an episode on what toxic women do to men. Hmm. Oh. So any of the Ooh. above. Yeah, they neuter them. Neuter. Kill. Ooh. No more dick. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the above is probably <laughs> going to be what you hear. Ah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. See y'all later. Bye.